Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Listen to me. You want to be my guy? You stop telling me why I can't do this and you start figuring out how I can. I already told you how you can. You get some money, start buying some shares, and you walk in there with a club and the balls to use it if you have to. Harvey, when I told you my plan's happening, whether you like it or not, I meant it. I'm interviewing law firms tomorrow. You show up with a better attitude and another move or you just lost a client. Suits season four, episode one is over. And if you're ready to hear us talk about one, two, three, go, then suits yourself. I'm Rob Sestrino back with a guy who's never gonna be making a pruny. It's Chappelle. Chappelle, how are you? Rob, it's a celebration. It's season four. We, we did, did it. it. We Can made you it. Believe it? Yes. yes. No, I actually just put my pruny down. Um, I'll never drink one of those again. Uh, ever. Ever. It's the most disgusting thing I've ever heard of in my life. Mm-hmm. But What's we're in a pruny? I'm very excited. It's a, it's a it's just, prune smoothie. What else, prune, what else is in there? Prune smoothie. Uh, ice, uh, chives. See, I wouldn't um, think a pruny would really blend. Yeah, no, nah, it doesn't sound like anything that I would want to drink, but it's what Lewis mm-hmm. has in this episode. And, you know, Lewis treats his body like a temple, so I'm sure it's yes. great. Well, maybe this is like post-heart attack. You know, the doctor recommended that mm-hmm. he have a pruny, but I feel like, that you know. Fire the doctor. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> yeah. I guess if you, if you get the right, uh, right. What, what is a prune? Uh, a prune is a plum? It's like a plum, I believe, right? Is it dried? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think it's like a dried plum or something like that. It's Maybe probably its own that, fruit. Uh, I feel like that, they're not that bad. I mean, prunes are fine. Yeah. I just don't want it in a smoothie, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. Okay. It's supposed to be good for All you. All right, well, we're back. I thought this was a pretty good season premiere. Really, uh, you know, kicked off a lot of different things and really set up a different vibe here for this season with uh, Mike and Harvey sort of on the opposite sides of things as opposed to being, uh, you know, Batman and Robin for the first three seasons. We got to see Mike at his new job and really the setup for uh, a bunch of things. So, you know, uh, not like a ton that happened happened in the first episode but a ton of like uh things setting the table for season four episode one yeah uh speaking of the vibe suits is uh feeling a little different now i don't know if they make a 
a conscious effort, but the show feels sexier. sexier. I don't know if you got this. Yeah, like uh, even like uh, in the last episode, we really didn't talk about it too much. But there were moments where everything's in slow motion. They're playing music. People's wind is blowing in the hair. It looks like an Armani cologne commercial or something mm-hmm. like that. This episode started off like that. I want to say it was a at least a two minute montage of everybody just kind of walking and looking out the window and and being attractive and having sex. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, is this where we are now? Yeah. Yeah, taking showers, leaving notes on the uh, on the bed, like, oh yeah, I'll see you Thursday, boo. You know, and um, that's not how suits used to be. I think they're really starting to come into their own about what kind of show this is, and um, it's getting hot. I think on suits also, like everybody likes to uh, have morning uh, relations. I feel like that everybody is like, uh, in the, there's a lot of like people like being interrupted in the morning for like, hey, you're gonna be late for work. You got the morning meetings mm-hmm. going on. Yeah, there's a lot of morning meetings. And it's funny because these people, I they seemingly have, have to be at work meetings. early. I, I don't have anyone <laughs> to have a meeting with. So sometimes mm-hmm. I'm just by myself, something, you know, whatever. You know, it's just like a meditation, if you will. Yeah, um, yeah morning meditation, nothing wrong with that. But I can't, I can't get active that early in the morning. I, I, I really have If I have to be there, listen, meetings are hard to come by these days. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they really are. Just, yeah, but you're, you're telling me. <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> but um yeah in this episode we see that jessica has been having morning meetings harvey is having morning meetings with a woman who is not dana scott we have to update the hookup counter yeah i don't know who this woman is uh it was kind of like a throwback to the very first episode of suits where harvey just had like the woman who was the random waitress in his bed and so yeah uh it's been a minute Mm-hmm. Harvey's taking it back old school here. And it was very and, uh, similar yeah, I, where that woman was like, hey, like, want to have breakfast in bed? Like, And he's fully dressed mm-hmm. in a suit like, uh, you know, I'm going to be late for my, dis- uh, you know, depositions. And you're like, oh, no, come to bed. He's like, oh, I guess I got a few minutes for him. Yeah. You know, it, it's typical Harvey. But we also see Jessica. I don't know if this counts on the hookup counter because we didn't see any hooking up. But there was definitely shades of there's a person in the shower so we assume that the hooking up has happened. And Rob, we later on find out that that person is Jeff Malone. Jeff Malone. Okay. Um, how do you feel about uh, Jeff Malone? Uh, Jeff Malone is interesting. So in this episode, we see that he is uh, having relations with Jessica, uh, but also he uh, would like a job at Pierce Inspector. And he doesn't want any job. He wants to be a senior partner at Pierce Inspector oh. while simultaneously having uh, relations with Jessica. Yeah. He wants his cake and eat it too. Yes. Uh, so <laughs> I just looked up uh, DB Woodside, David Bryan Woodside on IMDB to see what else we know him from. And so famously uh, that he was on 24. He's Wayne Palmer, David Palmer's brother. Yes, he was on 24. He was uh, blue in The Temptations, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, this guy's had a long career. He's one of those people that, uh, for me, he's one of those that guys, mm-hmm. you know, like, oh, I've seen him in all this stuff. Um, I wonder what he's up to these days. I haven't seen him recently. Let me see. Recently, but, um, uh, he did yeah. 10 episodes on The Night Agent. Uh, which we did we did, did we okay. do that on nothing but Netflix? So that was we did. I think we did. We did the, the other, other one. one. The you know, there were two of them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there was there were yeah. two. Of them. The recruit. Uh, we did the recruit, yeah, the not recruit. the night agent. Uh, so he had been yes. doing. He did ninety three episodes of Lucifer. Oh, okay. So he must have been the not the titular character, but a pretty important, pretty important character. Yeah. In one of the Lucifer. series regulars yeah. for uh, Lucifer. 
Yeah, for roughly six seasons. And so, yeah, yeah seeing him here on Suits, this would have been the role before Lucifer. Um, so, yeah, I, I've known, again, I've known him all of my life as one of the temptations. And so seeing him here, I was like, oh, okay, it's blue. But Blue has a very uh, like specific ask here. He wants to uh, be a senior partner at Pierce Inspector, but also he does not want that to compromise his relationship with uh, Jessica. And so he tells uh, Jessica and Harvey, the SEC is coming. And it's me. I'm the SEC. And I'm going to come down on y'all with all the power and force of the SEC because Eric Woodall from last season has sent me after you. And because of that, I could either play ball with Eric Woodall, who I don't like. He's a dick. Or I could switch sides and come play ball for Mm y'all. But, you know, I need a job and an office and a lot like a lot of say so in this company. And so Harvey seems to like him. But at first, Jessica is very standoffish. Um, Rob, did you know instantly that this is the guy that she was sleeping with? It made sense, right? Very much so. Yeah, very much so. Um, Yeah, there there was a lot of tension there. You know, she comes in and he's like, Jessica, uh, Jessica, you're as good as I thought you were. But also, Harvey, nice to meet you. I was like, well, you never met Jessica before. Uh, But you know, she said, oh, no, we've met, you know, it was very like a KG conversations between Jessica and Harvey. A lot of talk about their morning meetings, actually. Uh, Harvey's been taking more of them. Jessica's been taking more of them. And uh, Harvey even asked some very detailed questions about Jessica's morning meetings. Uh, at some point, Rob, he's uh, imagining what she looks like at these meetings. Yeah, Harvey, you, like, I feel like he's taking like a lot of liberty in these conversations with uh, with Jessica. I'm surprised that uh, he didn't get fired or slapped. I've been saying since season one that there's a lot of tension between the two of them. And in this episode, uh, it was very clear. So uh, eventually Jessica does go to Harvey and admits that Jeff Malone is, uh, you know, the person that she's having uh, or dating or whatever the case may be. Uh, And Harvey's like, oh, so he's seen you naked. She's like, Mm -hmm. yeah, how it works. Yeah, he has. And so Harvey stares at her. She stares back. She's like, are you looking at me? Are you picturing me naked right now? He's like, um, I'm not not picturing you naked. Mm-hmm. She's like, oh, okay. Well, go to the bathroom, wash your hands, but don't take too long in yeah. there. I said, Jessica. Yeah, oh my God. yeah, that was when she was like Jessica, cooking ma'am. at his uh, house. Uh, like, I felt like that that was like the most random thing of that. Jessica like let herself into Harvey's apartment and then like cooked a whole meal. Like, it'd be one thing. Like, okay, I brought Chinese. I brought takeout. I brought pizza. Like, uh, she let herself in, and she's like, like, how much time does she have on her hands? Like, uh, she's a busy woman. Um, yeah. Not that busy. She's yeah. She came, cooked a meal for Harvey. Harvey comes in the house. Uh, how did you get into my kitchen, ma'am? And she's like, "You see all of this, yeah. and this all you got to say. You see all of this in your kitchen, all this finest cooking for you, and that's yeah. what you got to say." I said, "Jessica, I'm starting to think this is an inappropriate relationship. This is starting to cross some mm-hmm. lines." Yeah, Harvey's meals are interesting. Uh, we've t- documented many times, like Harvey's uh, most meals consist of like. Uh, Bagel from a cart, hot dog from a truck, or hot dog from a cart. Uh, that's what he eats Never all day. Uh-huh. But at nighttime, only home cooked meal at his house. Yeah, and uh, Jessica is the culprit for this mm-hmm. one. And so, yeah, she comes over and tells Harvey, Harvey doesn't eat takeout yeah, at nighttime. He doesn't. He doesn't. Which I mean, it sounds like they have a lot of good options for the rich in the in the New York area. You know, um, in the daytime, he's on the go. He's got a lot of busy things to, uh, to take care of. But he'd be dating and whining and dining people at night. And then sometimes he just comes home to beautiful women in his kitchen cooking. Um, he's living a, a good life, this Harvey is. Um, but Jessica and him talk for a second about uh, basically 
Jessica feels kind of uh, scared about the Jeff Malone thing. Like, I, I don't mind hiring him, but it's going to be tough hiring him and keeping the relationship going. And Harvey's like, you telling me, um, you know, shades of uh, Dana Scott. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. And also part of it is uh, the issues with Lewis that are going on, where Lewis also that he sees the whole issue coming up with the SEC. And so he has a whole plan to actually take on Jeff Malone. And so he is working with Katrina on like what this pitch to Jessica is going to be before he sees that Jeff Malone has now infiltrated the hen house. Yes. Uh, Lewis is prepping for Jeff Malone uh, to come because in the past, we've seen Lewis basically march up to Jessica and Harvey and say, I need to be on this case. I need to control this. But he hears Harvey uh, give some advice, basically, or just some words of wisdom to Donna. Like, oh, yeah, the guy never chases after the girl. You just kind of wait and she'll show back up or she'll call back. You don't you don't bug her about it. You don't want to look too thirsty. And Lewis is like, wait, so you don't you don't ask several times. You just ask once and then you just leave it alone. It's like, no, if they know you're there, you're you're, uh, you know, qualified for the role. They will come after you. And so Lewis is sitting back patiently and waiting for Jessica to come to the obvious choice to take on the SEC, which is him. Um, he does not know that Jessica and uh, Jeff Malone are, you know, are an item. And he does not know that Jeff Malone is trying to get the job uh, that he gets well that he wants. And so. Eventually, he does find that out, and he's not happy because him and Katrina have been prepping for this moment. Like They are starting to look at Lewis as a potential a candidate for name partner and thinking that j- taking on Jeff Malone, the SEC, and Eric Woodall would be the thing to catapult him to the Pearson-Spectre-Lit partnership. Um, and here we see those dreams kind of crushed when they end up going with Jeff Malone instead. Yeah. All right, well, let's uh, talk about the Mike of it all because uh, we got a lot of setup here with Mike and now he has gone to Jonathan Sidwell and at first glance I guess things are looking pretty good for Mike things look like that they are working well and like uh, Mike seems like uh, that he has found himself he does. He like we wondered how this would play out with Mike taking a different job wearing a different suit if you will and um, it seems like he's doing okay he going to a man named Walter Gillis to purchase um, a bunch of his uh, like properties or whatever. And what happens is he he initially goes to him. He's like, oh, I got this amazing deal for you. Because Mike, we know he likes to help the people, right? He's he's kind of a bleeding heart in a way. And so Mr. Gillis has been trying to get out of the DVD business. Um, and he's selling these distribution system centers. And uh, Mike Ross is like, okay. A lot of DVD talk cool. in this episode. A lot of DVD talk. I think this was probably like one of the last storylines on television ever surrounding by uh, surrounding a DVD. Yeah, original air know. date, June 11th, 2014. Yeah, that tracks. Uh, there, there won't be many DVD conversations in future seasons, I'm sure. Um, but yes, Walter well, Gillis. Malone also, uh, or is it Jessica shows up with like, uh, like I wasn't sure, were those Redbox DVDs or Netflix DVDs that she shows up with? It was... Netflix DVDs, uh, or uh, it it looked like Netflix DVDs, but it was Casablanca and Apocalypse mm-hmm. Now. Um, so yeah, Netflix coming full circle here. But yes, Mike and Walter Gillis kind of have a conversation. Mike wants to purchase these distribution centers. These places feel very, uh, very close to Walter Gillis because him and his son had started a business where they wanted to talk. Like, I mean, what they, they well, basically he started a business about movies basically for his son and his son passed away. Mm-hmm. And so this is very near and dear to his heart. Mike says, okay, cool. I'm going to give you a great deal here so that you can keep your company intact. 
But when he goes to his lawyer, who is Harvey, uh, about this thing, Harvey is kind of like, what? What are you doing? This is not how this is not how things are go- done. You're supposed to come in hostily and take over this thing and sell it for parts and all that stuff. Uh, and even Jonathan Sidwell, who has hired Mike, is upset with him because he said, Mike, you're out here giving people great deals and giving like getting 40% profit on some of this stuff when you could be just like tearing them apart. What are you doing? This is, you know, if you want to be a good guy, go be a lawyer again because this isn't the business Said for you. Said no We're one ever. Money. Right, exactly, exactly. He's like, if you want to help people, go do the law. It's like, mm, okay. Um, and so, yeah. so if you here, yeah, people, Mike is Mike, in trouble. Go back to representing the corporate interests at your law firm. This is investment yeah. banking. Tell, <laughs> tell Samsung, we said, hi, Mike. Mm-hmm. Since you want to be lame. Yeah, so... This is not good because Mike needs Harvey to come with him on this journey. He needs Harvey to uh, to uh, help him, uh, you know, go about this this whole acquisition his way. Uh, but there is another party involved, and his name is Logan. Uh, Logan, uh, what is Logan's last name? I don't uh, know. Saunders. I was going to say call him Logan Ross. <laughs> yeah. Um, Logan is uh is Sanders. Sanders. Yeah, yeah. Logan Sanders. Yeah. Logan is uh, the son of, uh, uh, I guess, the, the last Mr. person who Sanders. owned his type of business. Miss Max Sanders, if you will. Yeah, and now that he's retired, Logan is like, oh, I want to acquire Gillis's businesses. I want, I want that now. And so Harvey is now um, put in a position where he has to go with Logan because of whatever confidentiality, privilege, all this other stuff. Uh, they're under review. Mike and Harvey are playing hardball here. And so they're basically at odds. And Mike is, oh, OK, well, Harvey, you have to go with uh, with Logan on this one. That's cool. So we know that Harvey and Rachel are now working together because Rachel is an associate for Harvey while she's in law school. And Mike is over in the investment banking side. And now these two are against each other because um, it looks like Mike is going to be, you know, representing himself while Harvey is representing Logan. And the hiccup here is that Logan has a connection to somebody else we know. Yeah. Well, at the end of the episode, we find out. Uh, I did not see this coming. That Rachel says, "Hey, remember that married man that I threw in your face? That I had an affair with a married man, and it was hot. I'm not a good girl." Well, it turns out this is the married man. Oops. Yeah, and Mike is going to take this so well. He is yeah. definitely not going to trip over this mm-hmm. at all. No problem. Uh, no just, problem for Mike. No problem at all. Yeah, this is bad. Because Rachel was very much wanted to be a part of this Pearson Specter like, uh, machine, right? So she is not coming in looking at this as she is Mike's girlfriend. She's going to help Mike. No, they live together, but they are on different sides of this argument. And so she's supposed to be helping Harvey and Harvey doesn't really take Rachel seriously or he doesn't take Mike seriously. And so he's been using Rachel as a pawn to kind of piss off Mike Ross. Yeah. Eventually, Rachel has to come to him and say, you know, if you want to send a message to Mike, just just let me know. Even though even though I'm his girlfriend, I'll put my foot on his neck. It's fine. And so Harvey's kind of like, okay, well, if you say so. And so now we're going to see what it looks like when Rachel and Mike are pitted against each other as well. Okay. A lot going on here uh, with this uh, Logan uh, Sanders of it all. Um, So I don't even know. Uh, First of all, let me just go back to Mike and Harvey. Uh, Do you like Uh seeing uh, Mike and Harvey on opposite sides of the table? I do. I do because we know that Mike is like the boy wonder, you know, and so I wonder if he's even as good as he thinks he is. And so here we get to see him go up against the big dog. Harvey does have incentive to, you know, to crush Mike. He even, you know, at one point says Mike's probably too afraid to go up against him in court, which is probably true. 
Uh, but at the same time, I'm starting to wonder if Harvey has it in him. Does he have the gonads to go in here and crush Mike Ross like he wants to? Because he gives Mike with several chances um, throughout this episode to like, Mike, I'm trying to help you out here. Mike, I'm trying to I'm trying to warn you. I can only do so much. And Mike is so hell bent on letting Harvey know that he's a grown ass man. I can do this, too. You know, I can get loud, too. What the F? And so they're they're going at it. It's like their egos have now just started to butt heads so much to where I don't think that any any of them come out of this unscathed. Like someone's going to have to take the L. And I'm interested to see how that goes. I also like I'm feeling like, OK, well, this is probably temporary. Like, I got to think where, you know, it's only season four of Suits that, OK, Mike and Harvey mm-hmm. are going to like end up being back together eventually. Right. Right. I think. Right. Right. Um, right I'm right. sort of like uh, saying like, <laughs> you know, I don't know how we're necessarily coming back from this, but I guess because Harvey has had like complicated relationships in the past. Yeah. I mean, could you see a world where this ends up being. Uh, Pearson, Specter, and Ross. No, no, he can't be a name partner. Yeah, he can't be a name partner, right? Mm-hmm. Or could he? You know, who knows? But um, I think that it's one of those things where we've made it this far. You've gotten past the bar situation. You got your your, your Harvard diploma. You got Lewis off your back. Uh, you do it. You're doing good things, and now you've gotten out of the industry that threatened you the most. Mm-hmm. And so Mike is in a in a tight spot. Um, you know, in this case, but as for, for the most part, as an investment banker, he seems to be doing fine. Um, you know, Jonathan Sidwell's on his back, but that's because Mike's trying to be Robin Hood. Uh, but if he gives that up and just actually starts to, you know, do the cutthroat things that needed to be done as an investment banker who wants to make a lot of money, then he should be fine. So this could be a long term thing. Honestly, I, I wish I could tell you I knew how long this uh, this arc lasts, but I don't know. I probably don't see it going no further than season four before Mike's either in a different industry or back as a lawyer. It just feels better when they're together. You know, there was a point where uh, Mike is talking to Rachel about this, uh, about how uh, they were talking about how Harvey is the Michael Jordan. uh, But then Mike said that uh, he could be maybe the LeBron of going up and now taking the mantle from Michael Jordan. Yeah, but Mike is saying this as if it's like a peaceful transfer of power, mm-hmm. you know, like as if like Harvey is like supposed to just like, well, there's that new Mike Ross. I got to get out of the way. Jordan and LeBron don't overlap. You know, they make a very they make, there's a very uh, big divide in like the the two uh, the two eras, if you will. And so I think that Mike is kind of trying to like shuffle Harvey out of the door. <laughs> like, all right. Yeah, I'm here now. But. I don't think Mike just naturally wants to go against Harvey. I just think that he doesn't think Harvey respects him. Sometimes it shows and Harvey doesn't really know how to show that he appreciates Mike's contributions without also making uh, Mike feel like he's less than, you know, at the end of the day, Mike Ross is probably taken seriously by a lot of people. He will have a really hard time being taken seriously by Harvey, especially because Harvey knows that he is a fraud. You know, Harvey picked him out of uh, obscurity and you know, it's going to all he's always going to look at him as somebody who is like, oh, yeah, he's not really a lawyer. Do you feel like that the two of them need each other in that? You know, we still see that Mike's approach works with going over to um, the dad from Family Ties uh, that uh, mm. Walter Gillis. Do, do, do you know Family Ties? <laughs> 
I do know Family yeah. Ties. I did not recognize that that was the dad from Family Ties. Yes, no. Yes. Uh, well, it's, it's, it's sad when he talks about his son because I think that something has happened to Michael J. Fox. Uh, but so he goes <laughs> to go to see Walter Gillis. And I mean, Mike always has like the emotional pitch uh, that he is ready to like uh, pull out and says, hey, you know, I'm going to help you. We're going to we're going to do this. You know, this is what your son wanted. And then. Ultimately, that's how Mike is able to help get the Walter Gillis uh, business. And I feel like that when they're working together, I kind of feel like that the two sides where, you know, you have Harvey, who's the hammer, and then Mike, who is able to make a little bit more of the emotional plea to people, like it ends up sort of like uh, they're covering all their bases. But, you know, Mike is able to make the emotional push here, but he's still going up against Harvey, who is the hammer. Yeah, and Mike has to make realistic, uh, unrealistic, I'm sorry, uh, promises to make these things happen. So Mike is the, the type of person who says, oh, you want to save your business? Cool. I'll give you a bunch of money and then ensure that no one takes the business apart as well. You know, uh, and I also won't do it myself. You know, like it's like he wants he wants to have all sides covered in a situation where. You know, maybe the hammer method is a lot more straightforward and, and cleaner because yeah. um, he tells Walter Gillis, like, you look, you can trust me. All I can tell you is that if it's up to me, you won't we won't ever have to like uh, decimate your company. Your people will still have jobs. I know this is a family like blah, blah, blah. But when you make those emotional uh, claims, you know, and connections, then when something that is not emotional, something that you cannot control happens, then it makes it look like you took advantage of someone's emotions or their feelings and tried to manipulate the situation in your favor. So, yeah, Mike is doing um, a lot of good work here with Walter Gillis, but only if it works out. If it doesn't work out, then it's like, man, Mike, you lied to me. You told me my business was going to be safe. It's like he's making promises that he not he can't necessarily keep. Did you feel like that? Harvey was unnecessarily rude and dismissive to Mike about his idea in that if Harvey would have just handled uh, like Mike's uh, idea better and like the more the, of the way that he might have like uh, handled that idea from a different client that this all could have been avoided. Yeah, I mean, Harvey claims that he doesn't let any client do him like that. But no, this uh, Donna points out. Uh, correctly that he he treats Mike differently. Mike comes in and like's like, oh, I got this idea. Harvey's like, you're dumb. That's dumb. This is stupid. This is the worst idea I've ever heard in my life. Get out of my face. And Mike's like, come on, like Harvey, it's me. Like you go, you gotta help me out. But, uh, Harvey's like, no, 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 you're wrong. You're dumb. You're not a lawyer. Shut up. And so Mike eventually is like, well, I'm a real lawyer. I got. I'm gonna speak up for myself. You know. And so they end up. At, you know, at odds. And yeah, I think that Harvey is being rude about this thing because when Harvey sends Rachel home, it was a masterstroke, honestly, because I didn't even see that coming. It was Mike says, Harvey, this new plan I have is going to require you to do a lot of work and it's non-negotiable. So you and Rachel are probably going to be working late. I know she's your associate. Y'all have fun. I'm going home. Mike even gives away the tickets that he had to Daft Punk because he's like, my wife is not coming home. There's no, I have no one to go to the tic, uh, to the concert with, so I might as well just stay at home. He don't even make it home from work good, and Rachel's already knocking at his door like, hey, uh, babe, you ready? You want to go to the concert? You want to go get some food? And he's like, uh, shouldn't you be working late? Um, I know you got some things to do. She's like, nope, my schedule's clear. Mm -hmm. Nothing, nothing on the docket. Yeah. And he's like, um, there should be. I legitimately gave Harvey an assignment tonight. It's, it's weird to me that he y'all just don't y'all don't have nothing to do. And she's like, nope, nope. He said the week's clear. Schedule's clear for the week. Um, it says it literally says no Mike Ross, no assignments. Mm -hmm. And so 
yeah, he realizes at that point that Harvey sent Rachel home just for the sole purposes of saying, Mike, I do not care. I heard you and I'm not listening. I'm doing what I want to do. So kind of disrespectful. And then Mike, who's no saint, uh, that he goes to Harvey and then says, hey, like we're putting you all in review and you don't like my idea. Well, you know, maybe you're not going to be our lawyer anymore, which kind of opens the door because that had Mike not put Pearson Spectre into review that they would not have been able to take on the uh, plan that Logan Sanders uh, wants to put into place to also go after the same company. Yeah. So they're in review trying to decide, I guess, if there's a, a breach in the contract that was uh, between the two of them and there has to be a like, written report and all this other stuff. And so basically Lewis tells him, hey, while we're in review, you have to go with Logan, Logan Sanders idea now. And so it puts Harvey in a, in a tight spot because he is like, I don't want to necessarily like screw Mike over. But at the same time, Mike is pushing me up against a wall and I kind of have to do what I, what's best and I have to do what I'm legally required to do as well. And so, um, yeah, this is this is the, the issue at this point. There's like really no turning back. And then on top of all this, nobody knows except for Rachel that Logan Sanders and Mike Ross are about to have a collision uh, <laughs> that, um, you know, might center around her and not just some of these legal proceedings. So this is about to be very personal as well. Okay. We also saw, Chappelle, that Mike has a new assistant slash secretary. I'm not sure uh, what her exact title is. Is this going to be Mike Ross's Donna? She kind of is giving some Donna vibes. Mm -hmm. Um, She's like millennial Donna. You know, like millennial Donna. Yeah, she she. she shows up. She, uh, Mike tells Donna, of course, that she's more fit than she is and funnier and, and all this other stuff. Uh, but yeah, she, she seems to be on it. It didn't give like, uh, vibes of this secretary is not quite as good. It feels like Mike went and got his own version of Donna or, you know, but this Donna and Mike don't have the years of experience, uh, as Donna 1.0 and Harvey, you know, and so they're gonna, it's gonna take a while before they get on the same level as those two. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Chappelle, do you have a take on who should get the Liddy for the season four premiere? Um, I don't know, man. I mean, I I think that Rachel and and, and Rachel and Mike are probably like not in the running. Harvey's probably not in the running um, because him and Mike are mm-hmm. you know at odds. There was really no no resolution to this. Lewis gets passed up for the job that he so rightfully deserved. Uh, Donna's just hanging out, being everybody's conscience. 
uh, is this a Jessica win? Hmm. Um, he gets the guy. Yeah, I th- I think so. Of the main cast, uh, yeah, that could mm-hmm. be uh, possible. Yeah, so Jessica hires uh, a guy who's supposed to save her from the SEC. She also has a emotional tie to him because they're having sex, and they have sex one last time for four hours at the end of this episode. Uh, and that is supposed to be like, okay, you know, like let's get some closure. Four hours. You know, and then after that, we're business partners at that point. And so that's going to be tough. Now, I am wondering, because we did see Lewis struggling with the idea of him being Pearson Spectre lit, potentially. Um, I'm wondering uh, how Lewis is going to take this whole thing once he finds out that uh, yeah, not, not only well, was he supposed right? to be going... Yeah, he's going up against Jeff Malone, but now he finds out that Jeff Malone has the job that he wants and is potentially sleeping with Jessica as well. I don't see this going well. I think Lewis, uh, this might be his real villain origin story. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, Lewis uh, does not take kindly to newcomers to the firm. No. And also, especially if he feels like maybe it's not based on skill. You know, Jeff Malone is no slouch. Lewis already knew about him. He'd heard about his reputation, but... Jeff Malone's also sleeping with Jessica. And so it's like Harvey brought in a senior partner when he was uh, sleeping with Scotty. They were trying to do a relationship. He brought in one with pretty much unbeknownst to Lewis. Scotty just showed up. And now Jessica's basically doing the same thing. Uh, I still think we need to call HR. I think we need to start investigating this because all these senior partners having sex with each other has to be against some type of rule. Chappelle, uh, we had some uh, references in this movie. Uh, Jerry Maguire uh, comes up again, uh, one of the favorites mm-hmm. for this show. We mentioned the DVDs uh, that Jeff Malone wants to watch. Um, we also got Lewis again referencing Game of Thrones. He says that winter is coming. He says he's on the Night's Watch. Yeah, Katrina was trying to warn uh, Lewis, hey, you taking your time waiting on the girl to call you when really... Uh, winter is coming and you know and so um, I don't know if we're going to get any more Ava Hessington or Edward Darby it doesn't feel like it but I can see more Game of Thrones references to come okay and then also there was a mention of the Princess Bride also oh I missed or, that one what then, was that uh, one he quoted uh, that Harvey had quoted uh, the Princess Bride said uh, I don't think it means what you think it means uh, talking to uh, uh, the uh, one, one of the characters in the film Oh, see, I don't, I don't know that movie. Oh, really? On my list. I'm surprised. Yeah, I've never seen the Princess like Bride. Uh, I'm gonna check it out. Yeah. Matter of fact, I watched it today. That, you don't have to watch it. I don't want to give you homework, but uh, yeah. No, no, actually, I'm kind of, I'm kind of annoyed because I've heard people like talk like about this one before, spot. and I'm always yeah. like, yeah, I don't like that. I'm, I'm gonna go clean that one up. That's, that's an easy okay. fix. All right, let's take some feedback. Suitspodcast.com/slash feedback okay david wants to know should rachel have told mike earlier about her past with logan sanders not not earlier i mean i don't i don't know about that um mike ross probably doesn't know who logan sanders is Mm -hmm. until this all comes up in this episode um and then when it does uh mike isn't really the issue the issue is more harvey uh because Obviously, Harvey's going to want to know this kind of thing, right? If, if Rachel and Logan Sanders were a thing, he's going to want to make sure that his associate isn't emotionally tied to this, especially because she's emotionally tied to Mike Ross. So by the end of the episode, revealing it to, to Mike, I think it's fair. You know, I think um, she really didn't have any real reason to reveal it. And she couldn't violate the confidentiality either. She can't go tell Mike about the client they're working with, uh, you know, until, you know, 
until Mike mentions it, basically. I don't think she can go and be like, yep, this is the guy Pierce Inspector has going up against you uh, when they're going up against each other. Okay. And then Anessa says, fun fact, the writer of the show was originally an investment banker before becoming a writer and had a mentor named Harvey. The original premise of the show was supposed to be about investment bankers, but the stakes of fraudulently claiming to have a license to practice law was considered higher. So they went with lawyers instead. So... Um, that is uh, Aaron Korsh, the uh, mm-hmm. creator of Suits, uh, was the person who was uh, from with a background in finance. Our friend. Yeah. Yeah, our friend, friend of the podcast, who uh, is not returning our calls. Aaron Korsh, get back to us. Uh, I was going to ask about the Harvey thing. There are so many fictional Harvey lawyers. I was starting to wonder if that was like a, a trope for a reason. Like, you know, like what is it about calling your your fake lawyer Harvey is, um, you know, is so important or significant? Because there's Harvey here, Harvey Specter. There's Harvey Birdman, attorney at law. Mm-hmm. There's Harvey Dent. Um, and then I think there's one more. That I can think of off the top of my head. I think I had it a second ago, but yeah, there's. A, I think I feel like after three is a pattern, yeah. and so there's and I'm kind of wondering why pattern. there's so many. Yeah, so I don't know how many why why Harveys are here, but it does sound like this Harvey is more of a personal connection to the creator than I would have suspected. I just really thought Harvey was kind of just like what you call lawyers, you know. Mm-hmm. All right, Chappelle. Anything else you want to set up here in the season four premiere? Uh, no. I think that this was pretty good. I think that you know. We didn't really talk about Donna, but she's here doing Donna things, walking into rooms, kind of just like staring at people, knowing it all. Um, But we don't get a lot from Donna, but we are getting more Jessica content, which is good because maybe we'll have content that does not surround, you know, Harvey or even a man. I mean, don't get me wrong. Jessica content is starting here with a love interest. But I do think that's a a good way to start to make her a separate storyline as opposed to just being, you know, the the person who cleans up Harvey's messes in the end. We didn't really uh, talk about this too much, but is it a good idea for jessica to have a love interest as a new partner we've said that jessica has questionable taste in partners at least as far as the law practice is concerned do you think that this is a good Uh, idea to uh poop where she eats uh well let's call dana scott and find Mm -hmm. out you know uh i think that this is a tale is probably as as old as time and that uh she knows better she knows that this is not a good idea and so by the end of this episode she does say you know this Four hours, this is the last go-round. You know, like, I swear, this is it. Like We're, mm-hmm. we're, we're hopping off the, cr- the, the crack now, you know? And so she says, okay, cool. This is it. They're going to be professional. But I feel like once you've let that, uh, ca- you know, that those worms out of the can, I guess, I don't know if you can put it back in, you know? And so I, I th- I'm pretty sure that she's... Uh, She's probably asking for a workplace romance, whether she likes it or not at this point. Okay, one. all right. Chappelle, a- any other things uh, that you want to hit? Nope. Uh, go to suitspodcast.com slash Facebook and join the community. Obviously, go to SuitsPod and tweet us uh, your thoughts about this episode and tell us what you're thinking about season four so far. A lot of people are watching along with us, Rob. I, I check in with the associates. Some people are ahead. Some people are right on track and some people are waiting every morning, uh, you know, just for suits to drop so they can do their morning runs. So I'm really enjoying this community and talk about the show. Yeah, people are running with us. I, I should start running with them because I am not. Maybe I'll listen in the morning and start running too. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, here, let me highlight one review here at the start of season four. You could do it at suitspodcast.com. This is from David who says, I like you. I like suits. I like you talking about suits. Thank you. 
Hey, thank you, David. Yeah. Five star reviews only because the algorithm don't really let us see anything less than mm. that. So if you've been sending four star reviews or anything less than that, uh, upgrade it to a five star and then we can read it on the podcast. All right. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm at Rob Sestronino. Take care, everybody. Have a good one. Bye. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.